I want you to know that it's never too late. Just massive amounts of research happening within the TBI space. There's so much that's happening that's getting better and better and better with what we can do for folks. There is so much hope. We know that the brain is always able to change and learn. It's okay to be frustrated and it's okay to feel like people don't understand. Isn't all in your head and there are many other individuals going through what you're going through. You have to find ways of celebrating like those little gains and give yourself that grace. You will always be growing in your recovery, but you need to find the root cause and the root symptoms to sort of figure out what that growth is going to be. There is always hope and you are not alone. Hi, I'm Christabel Braden, and this is my brain injury podcast, Hope Survives. Here, we share information, education, and support for the brain injury community. This is an uplifting podcast to bring hope to your darkest days. As a survivor of traumatic brain injury and multiple concussions, I know what it's like to struggle to find hope. I don't want anyone to feel as alone as I did, and that's why I started my online community called Hope After Head Injury. This podcast is an extension of that, and I'd love to invite you to join along as we explore the realities of life with brain injury with messages of encouragement, interviews with doctors and professionals, and survivor stories. No matter where you're at on your journey, there is always hope. Hey everyone, welcome back to Hope Survives Podcast. I am so excited to be here today in March, which is Brain Injury Awareness Month. Did you know that every nine seconds, someone in the United States sustains a brain injury? And there are even more worldwide. Brain injury is an invisible injury. You can't see it on the outside, and that's one of the reasons that awareness is so important. Brain injuries can be overlooked, misdiagnosed, or mistreated, and survivors feel the burden of that. So during Awareness Month, it is a great opportunity to post stuff on social media. On the Hope After Head Injury pages, I've created some graphics that say March is Brain Injury Awareness Month or I support brain injury awareness, things that you can feel free to screenshot, save, and repost on your page to help to spread awareness. Now, if you are interested in more podcast episodes about awareness, last year, if you scroll back through the podcast to episode 43, which you can also find on hopeafterheadinjury.com, I created an episode called The Importance of Brain Injury Awareness. So you can go back and check that episode out from last year. There are also some other episodes that you could find helpful. Episode 17 is called Understanding the Invisible Injury with my mom, Cindy Braden. Episode 19, I interviewed the president of the Brain Injury Association of America at the time, Susan H. Connors. And so that's episode 19 called Brain Injury Association of America. 
And episode 21 is called How to Be a Brain Injury Advocate and Tips for Sharing Your Story. And that's with Monica Vaccaro from the Brain Injury Association of Pennsylvania. So those four episodes might be very helpful for you as you are preparing or encouraging other people during Brain Injury Awareness Month, or if you just want some tips and tools on how to share your story and how to advocate for brain injury better. But today's episode is actually not about Awareness Month. (laughs) I wanted to address it and I wanted to release it during Brain Injury Awareness Month, but today's episode is actually about being kind to yourself. As brain injury survivors, I think we tend to be really hard on ourselves and possibly even harder on ourselves than we were before our injury or than somebody without a brain injury could be because we have this competition in our mind with our pre-injury self or we feel like every day we are struggling and we are constantly not measuring up and when your own brain doesn't feel right. You know, when your thought process is interrupted and when you can't think straight and when you have headaches and when lights bother you or sounds bother you or just going into a grocery store feels like a monumental task going anywhere, really. Life is overwhelming with a brain injury and there can be series of setbacks and ups and downs. And on my 15 year journey with TBI, multiple brain injuries, I have had seasons of ups, seasons of downs, seasons of in-betweens. And the longer you live with brain injury, I think the more tired that you get, but also the more tools you have to help yourself. But some days it just, it's just tiring. It's just like, why do I have to still be dealing with this? especially when we deal with setbacks or re-injuries. And the thing about brain injury is like any little thing bothers you so much more because your brain is not functioning at optimal levels. And so, for example, I two weeks ago got a pretty bad cold and I didn't have a fever. It wasn't like too sick or anything, but it was a cold and it was enough to make my head feel heavy and my nose was stuffed up and I just felt really awful. And because of that, everything else felt so hard and I felt so run down. And then I would wake up in the middle of the night coughing and I'd have trouble sleeping. And it's like, okay, (laughs) any little thing like that, like a cold that everybody gets, feels amplified when you have a brain injury. Similarly, If you don't get enough sleep one night or if you don't drink enough water or if you have sugar or if you don't have enough protein that day or you skip a meal accidentally because you forgot to eat, we are a lot more sensitive to fluctuations in our, our routine and our schedule. We're more sensitive to fluctuations in um The weather even, I will get headaches when the barometric pressure changes and that's really frustrating and annoying. I kind of feel this pressure in my head. I kind of explain it to people like some people feel it in their joints. If they have a joint injury, they can feel when the weather's going to change. I can feel it in my head and I know many members of our brain injury support group online 
that also can feel that. So the weather, something as simple as the weather changing can make things hard. But the most challenging part is you can't see it on the outside. And so for other people, they can't see your struggles. And for you, when you look in the mirror, you might expect yourself to be able to do more than you actually can because even to you, you look fine. So it's like, why can't I just do this? Or why can't I just start this? Or why can't I just bring myself to organize this or do the dishes or cook this meal? And in your head, you logically know that you want to do it, but you just can't. And You know, I've also talked on the podcast about hormones. I found out that my brain injury caused a hormonal imbalance recently. And over the last six months, I've been on a healing journey with that, taking certain supplements and trying to uh, work on my daily habits and my brain health to help my hormones to regulate and to heal. And I don't know what it's like for men because (laughs) I just don't know. But as a woman, I can say that where I am in my cycle can affect my brain so much. Like in the different phases of your cycle, you have different moods and different levels of energy. And, you know, when you're in PMS, like for me, I get so, so run down because my hormones are dysregulated. And so for me, I think it's a little more intense than um, than it might be for someone without that issue. But all that to say <laughs> that... We have to be kind to ourselves because our brains are working on overdrive, just trying to get through the day, (laughs) just trying to do the bare minimum is a challenge. And so today, I just want to encourage you to be kind to yourself because when we place these expectations on ourselves that we should be able to do something, but we don't do it. It just can get so frustrating. And so it, it's important to find a balance between maybe pushing yourself a little bit for growth, but not pushing yourself so hard that you end up depressed or you end up pushing past your symptom limit and having to have days of recovery time. So if there's something on your to-do list and you don't get it done... Be kind to yourself. If today you don't have the energy to do much, be kind to yourself. It is okay. (laughs) You are on a healing journey. And just the fact that you are listening to this podcast and you are trying to do things to educate yourself, to help your brain, that is something worth celebrating. So celebrating the small steps, being kind to yourself, and knowing that there really is hope for your brain to heal and for your brain to recover. And that's what this podcast is all about. When I first had my TBI, I did not have the information that I have now. Uh, Some of it is because the research just wasn't there 15 years ago. Some of it is because I didn't know anybody else with a brain injury and there just there weren't podcasts there weren't things like this out there about brain injuries back when i had my injury and so i just didn't know my parents didn't know we didn't know what to do and so my goal with this podcast is to empower you 
to know that there is so much you can do to help your brain to heal. If you are just discovering this podcast for the first time, welcome. This is episode 76. So there are 75 other episodes that have so much information, and I have really, really tried to cover a wide variety of symptoms and issues when it comes to brain injuries. Some things being metabolic, like gut health or nutrition, some things having to do with sleep, some things having to do with the vestibular system. We have some episodes on dysautonomia. We have an episode on exercise intolerance. We have episodes on communication and social communication. We have episodes on overstimulation. We have episodes on headaches, how to manage your symptoms, and also survivor stories and encouragement because not only is our physical health important, but our mental health is so important. And our desire to keep choosing hope, because hope is a choice, I firmly believe that, is extremely important. So we can be inspired by hearing other stories. And so if you've been on this journey with the podcast, maybe you've already listened to every episode. And I just, I'm so glad you've been on the journey with us. But if you're new, I really encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes because there's a lot of information that could help you and empower you on your recovery journey. On today's episode, we are going to be hearing from a lot of the brain injury professionals that we've interviewed in the past. So I took some clips from a lot of different episodes and compiled them into one kind of long thing where I'll, I'll introduce each clip and talk in between. But I picked out their words of hope from all these different brain injury professionals. So everyone you're going to hear from is some sort of therapist, whether occupational, physical, speech, or a doctor that works with patients with brain injuries day in and day out. So you're hearing from people that know what it's like to work with brain injury people, and they are going to share hope. They're going to share advice. They're going to share encouragement and uh, reasons to help you to not give up. So just another update from me <laughs> before we get into that segment. Uh, I, first of all, if you have been a regular listener of the podcast, you've probably noticed that there was a couple months of no episodes. <laughs> and the last episode that was released was in December, and it is now March. First of all, I want to apologize. If you were used to our weekly episodes, I... In December, I was starting to get really burnt out and overwhelmed, and I knew it was about time to end season two of the podcast, which, by the way, has been 50 episodes, 50 episodes, 50 weeks, pretty much straight. I only took was a small break in the summer um, of the podcast. So season two started in November 2021. And has and went all the way through 2022. So about a year we were in season two. And it was great. I had so many amazing conversations and we covered so many topics and I loved it. But about a year in, I was getting tired. I do the entire podcast myself. I am a brain injury survivor. 
I don't have a team that helps. I do the editing. I do the recording. Um, it is a lot of work. Uh, and it's not something that there is any income from, which is totally, totally fine. Um, I do this as a way, as, as a passion uh, to help you guys. And so... It, but it can be overwhelming to, to try and get the episodes out every single week. And so I knew in December it was about time to end season two to take a break before we would come back strong for season three. And so I put out the episode Heartfelt Words of Hope from Survivors. And in my mind, I thought I'm going to put out the next episode right at the new year in January with the professionals episode uh, and... I was so exhausted. I thought, okay, I can't do it this week. I'm going to do it next week. And that continued for two months. Every week I kept thinking, I'm going to get this episode done. I'm going to get it out. And I was not able to do it because of different issues with my own health, um, with my own brain injury struggles. And I tried to give myself grace and to be kind to myself and to not put too much pressure on myself to try and push myself so hard to get it out. But now that it's Brain Injury Awareness Month, I thought now's the time to do it. And I have the energy this week. And so here we are. <laughs> but as a general practice, you guys know I'm very, very consistent with weekly episodes. So this is episode 76 today. And this will be the final episode of season two. But never fear, we are going to be back with season three later this year. I actually already have some really exciting interviews lined up for the premieres of season three. So stick around, subscribe, stay tuned, and know that we are going to be back. But we are going to take a break this year. So during the break, you can go back and listen to previous episodes and also connect with me and the community on Zoom. I don't know if you know this, but we have a Zoom support group that meets once a month, every uh, every month. I already said that. <laughs> once a month. We meet every month. And we are now meeting on Tuesdays. And so we just had our meeting this week, Tuesday, March 14th. But our next two upcoming meetings will be Tuesday, April 18th and Tuesday, May 16th. I just said those for memory. So let me just double check my calendar to make sure that's actually correct. Yes, April 18th and May 16th. Wow, I'm proud of my brain. <laughs> I remembered that. Um, and so please join us. And then we're going to have uh, our, our meetings in the summer. Those dates have not been announced yet. But if you go to hopeafterheadinjury.com slash community at any time that you find yourself listening to this episode, you can subscribe to join our email list for the Zoom group and come in and come on out and join us. Some people keep their cameras on and talk on video. Some people just keep their camera off and write in the chat the whole night. And you are welcome to participate however you are comfortable. I run the group myself, so I'll be there. You can ask questions. You can share encouragement. You can just be around other people that understand and have brain injuries and know the struggle. So wherever you're at, whatever you are facing on your recovery, I want you to know you're not facing it alone. So please consider coming to join our Zoom group. We'd love to have you. It's completely free. I also run a brain injury Bible study group 
once a month, which meets on Saturdays. And it's at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays. And uh, it's once a month as well. And that is a group about faith, where we talk about faith. We'll read a passage from the Bible. We'll encourage each other on our brain injury journeys to not give up and to look to the Lord for hope and uh, for help in the middle of our storm. And so I would love to invite you to also join the Brain Injury Bible Study Group. You don't have to really know anything about the Bible to come. Uh, I don't want anyone to be intimidated. Just an open heart. Uh, And if you are a person of faith, we would love to have you. If you're searching, if you're not sure, the Bible Study Group, you're welcome to come, ask questions, just connect. I'm a Christian, and that is my main motivation for doing all of this. I feel like brain injury is something that the Lord has called me to, um, brain injury ministry. And that's what this is. I, I'm working on more opportunities to help people with brain injuries. And that's partly what this break from the podcast is going to help me to do is to put some time and energy into creating an even better community. And so I have a lot of ideas and a lot of ambitions to where God is has called me to help people with brain injuries and so would love to have you be along for the ride um, there's always hope and you're not alone so remember be kind to yourself whether you're a brain injury survivor or you're a caregiver caregivers need to be kind to yourselves too because you deal with a lot as well so thank you for listening thank you for being here And let's move on to the next segment, which is the encouragement from brain injury professionals. This first clip comes from Rebecca Quinn all the way back in episode 29 on emotional dysregulation. I love this one because she talks about how sometimes we get so caught up in the brain injury and the brain injury symptoms that we just forget what it's like to just be human. So let's hear from Rebecca. We're all human. And I think sometimes that gets lost for survivors of brain injury because there's this idea that the brain injury becomes, you know, the huge, like big identifying piece. And that there's this idea that then one, everything gets blamed on the brain injury. And it's like, all of a sudden you're not allowed to just be human anymore and have bad days. And because everybody does, whether they've had a brain injury or not. Um, And so I think individuals with brain injury get to have permission to do that as well. And it's adding that other, that additional layer to it. And I think that's important. When you are trying for perfection, it's too hard to see what the little steps are for improvement. But if you give yourself that grace and that idea that it's not going to be perfect, but I'm working on it, then it's easier to see what maybe little steps are for improvement and how to kind of work towards those little goals. You know, yes, you might have still had an emotional outburst, but at least this time you were able to tell people first and maybe next time you'll be able to tell people first and walk away before it happens. So, you know, you have to find ways of celebrating like those little gains. And in order to do that, you have to exactly, she said, give yourself that grace. Yes. Give yourself grace. Thanks, Rebecca, for sharing that. 
Next, we're going to hear from Dr. Jen Blanchett from episode number 50, which was all about healing from trauma and the connection between trauma and traumatic brain injury. Dr. Blanchett is a therapist that specializes in EMDR therapy. And so she kind of takes a little bit of a different angle here. And so we're going to kind of stick with this theme of emotion from that first clip, but we're going to hear from Dr. Blanchett on some encouragement that it's okay to feel the way that you feel. I would say you're not alone. Most of the people that I see that come through my door that have had a brain injury also have trauma. So I think a lot of people are not talking about what's happening. So number one, you're not alone. And number two, there's help. So there's very specialized and specific help that you can get for this, that it's not, it doesn't have to be super hard. It can be difficult to go through it. But if you're with someone who's trained in that therapy or trained how to do this, then you can get relief. And I find that so hopeful for people to know, oh, I don't have to deal with this feeling forever. No, you don't. We can, we can help you through that. So I think knowing that there's hope, knowing that there's, there's something that you can do about it. It's really important. And also just, just doing what you can, like if stop judging yourself so much, I guess that's part of me as a therapist. When I see my folks being like, Oh, I had a bad day again. And you know, is this always going to happen? And I just say, just be easy. Just be more compassionate toward to yourself. You've been through a lot. And of course you have the feelings you have. It makes total sense to me. Don't you just want to breathe a little bit easier after hearing that? If you haven't yet heard that episode number 50, Healing from Trauma, definitely go back and take a listen to that. The healing journey with brain injury is long and it's hard and it's overwhelming, not only emotionally, but also physically. And so next we're going to hear from Natasha Wilch, a quote from her episode number 52, all about the autonomic nervous system. And Natasha is going to encourage us that your brain is capable of healing far longer and far beyond what you might think. I want you to know that it's never too late. You know, there's, there's still that silly myth that, you know, you only have this long to recover from a brain injury or after this many months or years, the number changes all the time, um, that this is as good as you're going to get. And I just, that's not true, right? We are human beings. We are plastic in nature. We were created to be able to evolve. Um, and that never stops. So no matter how long you've been on this journey, know that there's always steps you can take and do if you choose to improve your health and wellness. Yes. We're going to hear a very similar encouraging word in just a minute from Melissa Biscardi from episode 54, Pillars of Concussion Care. And she is a therapist, works with brain injury at Rehab Lab. She's also currently working on her PhD. And she's going to share just a brief story of one of her patients and how that gave her hope. Oh, yeah. So I definitely want to say uh, never give up. There's always room for improvement and probably more room that you can ever imagine. I had my most complex patient. I Even I, I hate to say it, but even I doubted how much she could improve. And she is doing amazing. No sunglasses, dating, like she just <laughs> blew everything out of the water. So I want to say, just keep working at it. Find those clinicians that resonate with you and 
everybody has a bad day, but keep moving forward because you can get even better than you could ever imagine. There is healing and there is help. We're going to hear next from Sonia Vovan, who is a physical therapist from All in Your Head PT. And she, on episode 40, she's a vestibular, um, she specializes in vestibular therapy. And so she, in episode 40, talked about vestibular rehab and all the different parts of it. She's actually been on the podcast twice, but this clip is from episode 40. And she is going to talk about some of the invisible nature of brain injury and how that does make it hard, but a reminder that you're not alone. My main mission was for everyone to know that it isn't all in your head, right? That's the thing with vestibular issues is that it's something that the person feels, but others around them can't see. And so um, I think that with that, um, that invisible nature of uh, vestibular issues can be very um, disorienting and very um, discouraging sometimes. You know, maybe even your own family and friends don't understand it on top of, you know, certain specialists or other therapists may not understand it. It can be very frustrating and it can feel like you're, you know, traveling on this journey alone. So, you know, I just want everyone to know that it isn't all in your head and that there are many other individuals going through what you're going through and that there are treatments out there to help you with those issues. You just have to go out there and seek, you know, whether it's the online community so you can talk about what you're going through, you know, um, education and resources, you know, that's the beauty of the internet. Now you have access to all of this and podcasts like this, right? So you can learn more about what you're going through and, and feel empowered to kind of take this journey to the next level and be able to advocate for yourself. And just by being here, listening to this podcast or others like it, you are giving yourself the tools to advocate for yourself. So thanks, Sonia, for that encouragement. Next, we have a clip from Catherine Noyes from episode 55, Communication and Cognition. She's a speech language pathologist, and she is going to be sharing a little bit about the hope that we have for the brain's ability to heal. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the reason I love doing this work is because I do think there is so much hope. I think that we know that the brain is always able to change and learn. I'm I'm learning more every day, in part due to your podcast about <laughs> recovery after brain injury and the supports that are out there. Um, and yeah, I, I think just continue to set goals for yourself that are attainable and you'll see yourself keep moving forward and just look into all the different resources that are out there and advocate for yourself. Another important reminder to advocate for yourself. Know that you can do so much more on your brain injury recovery than maybe you ever knew. Or if you are a caregiver listening on behalf of your loved one, there's so much that you can do to advocate for them as well. Next, we're going to hear from Dr. Megan Kirschling from episode 42. And this episode was actually on the gut-brain connection. And she talks a lot about nutrition and how what we eat and how our, our body system actually affects our brain. And so if you haven't heard that one, definitely recommend going back and taking a listen, actually to all of these, <laughs> but um, particularly Dr. Kirschling is going to share about empowerment 
and things that we can really do to help ourselves on our journey. So let's hear from her. Yeah, I just think when you really look at this and, you know, I know that everybody listening has been through quite the journey that, you know, really do take back the power. And I think a lot of times we, as we go through the journey, just feel like, is there ever an end? And I hear that all the time. And like I say to a lot of my patients, there's not an end, but there is a destination and there is trying to get it so that your health and wellness is much better managed and you feel like you're in control of it. And I just think that there's such a powerful tool that we have with food. Uh, again, I like this saying too, is I like the saying that everything you eat is really either going to be something that supports your body and helps your body, or it's going to be something that can even be poison to your body. And that, in that sense, like if you look at it that way, that, you know, food is made and a lot of the food of today, especially is made to be addicting and it's made for us not to be healthy. And that, especially as we're going through a journey of health and wellness, it's important then for us to take back the power. And even if you commit to two weeks of saying like, okay, I'm not sure that I'm really buying into this or I want to do this or that it's going to make a difference. If you do two weeks and really take out the foods and really go and um, do the things that are necessary to heal your gut, you will feel a difference. And I think that's very powerful because you'll not only then take out the foods that you might be addicted to and not realize it, or the foods that might be adding more inflammation, uh, but you'll also be in a situation like you said, where you'll start to feel better, have more energy, sleep better, and change a lot of the brain fog and other brain changes that we see happen with food. And just keep plugging along. I know it's one step at a time, and I know it's not a linear, you know, from A to B, it's every which way in a zigzag uh, pattern when it comes to healing, but you're better for it. And these changes that you're making really will pay off in the end. Great reminders from Dr. Kirschling. Next up, we're going to hear from Dr. Thompson Maisaka from episode 72, where he talked all about post-injury headaches versus migraines and what to do about them. If you suffer with headaches and you haven't heard this episode yet, definitely go back and take a listen because he shared a lot of stuff that I didn't even ever hear explained that well until our interview. So this encouragement is his words of hope from the episode, and uh, I'll just let you hear it for yourself. Words of hope, I would say that it's, it's okay to be frustrated, and it's okay to feel like people don't understand, and it's just not okay to direct that frustration at yourself. Your journey is hard enough. You don't need to put extra things on top of it. Uh, the only way you can let yourself down in this is if you keep, if you just stop looking for help. That would be my big thing is don't take it out on yourself and just keep looking because it's out there. You just need to look a little further in some cases. I hope that this has been encouraging so far, hearing so many doctors and brain injury professionals just that know what they're doing for brain injury and that are encouraging you to not give up. There really is hope and help out there. And I know sometimes it feels like there isn't. And that's exactly why I created this podcast, because I spent so many years struggling to find help. And I don't want any of you to feel that way. 
So next, we're going to hear from Taryn Barlow, who is a cognitive health coach from The Wellbrain. She is going to share uh, from her episode number 61 called Overstimulation, Brain Fog, and Sensory Awareness. And so she's going to share in this clip how sensory awareness can actually help us in those moments of feeling overwhelmed uh, to learn how to be more gentle with ourselves. Be gentle with yourself. And I don't mean that necessarily physically. I mean that in the sense of get gently curious, observe, have a good laugh when you screw up. Like really like ask yourself, have a good conversation out loud. Like wonder what I was thinking on that one. (laughs) Um, Because as soon as you release that, your experience, your sensory experience calms down. You found yourself smiling. You found yourself kind of more attuned to the moment. Uh, You're more likely to pay attention to something that is throwing you off. It's so funny in that when you are in a great conversation with someone like, like right now, um, the attention is maintained, but when you start to feel that kind of drift, or let's say a fly passes through the room and and it's really, it's not just there. It's like now caught your attention. You know that it's time to kind of wrap things up and have a laugh about it. Hey, I didn't notice this fly in my office earlier, but now I notice it. It's taking my attention. I'm distracted. And I know that this is the perfect opportunity for us to wrap up because I feel my brain. I'm visually distracted, auditorily, I hear that annoying buzz, (laughs) and now I know I'm not cognitively giving you the maximum. So you can have a laugh about these sensory things. Give yourself grace in these sensory awarenesses. Yes, give yourself grace. Our next clip comes from Dr. Michelle Eisenman. She actually did a two-part series with us on episodes 66 and 67 on furthering your recovery. And her words of hope are centered around how a brain injury actually helps us to be more aware of our brain health in ways that we really weren't before. So let's hear from Dr. Michelle. I think that if you've had a concussion and you're listening to this podcast, it's not by mistake. It's because you are doing the right things for yourself and you're not living your life anymore unassuming that you have a brain. The best thing that happened to you with your concussion is that you realize you have a brain. So let's be real. Before we all get injured, we're like, wait, sleep matters. I can't just drink a monster at like 11 p.m. and eat like power bars throughout my day. So the best thing that happened to you is that you're not slowly doing things in your life anymore to degenerate your brain. You actually know you have when you want to take care of it. You're doing the things to take care of it. So my biggest words of hope and advice are this can actually be a blessing if you want it to be. You'll hear me talk about brain health so much on this podcast because one of the best things we can do to help our recovery is to focus on our brain health and prime our brains to recover in the best way possible. So our next clip actually comes from Natalie McKenzie from episode 74, all about managing symptoms. 
And so she's going to share with us that we are always able to grow. I would say on this topic, it's about looking at there will always be growth. It's about looking at that rather than focusing on what the loss has been and what the decline has been. You you will always be growing in your recovery, but you need to find the root cause and the root symptoms to sort of figure out what that growth is going to be. And that growth is both in our personal mindset and also in our physical recovery. Now, one of the things that I am so passionate about with this podcast is helping you guys to know that there is so much more research and there are so many more treatments available out there than you may have been told by your doctor or by your medical staff because the current practicing medical field is actually behind the research. So some people say that current doctors are practicing 10 to 15 years behind the research. And so it's so important to find a practitioner that is up on current research and is putting things into practice that actually can help and heal your brain. So our next words of hope come from Dr. Mark Heisig. He was actually on the podcast twice, but this clip is from episode 35 where he talks about exercise intolerance. And his words of hope are all about the new research that has been coming out about brain injury. And this is something that should make us really hopeful. I think the hope that I feel working in concussion is just knowing that there's so much we can do that is really, for the most part, accessible. Um, Like we talked about walking, we talked about um, stationary bike, or we talked about just basic aerobic exercise today, among other things. But like, the other thing to that we also kind of mentioned in the the beginning was you said you had your first TBI in 2007 when a lot of the research wasn't quite as as kind of fine-tuned as it is now. I actually presented a talk earlier this year for primary care physicians managing concussion. And one of the things I did is I downloaded like kind of the, the CSV data of how many publications for mild TBI, concussion, sports concussion have been downloaded. And it literally looks like a massive spike from like kind of in that 2000 to 2010 range, just, just massive amounts of research happening within the TBI space. And so it's, it's super exciting. I subscribe to research updates and I get, I easily get 10 to 20 articles of concussion, like new concussion research each week. And that's only the keywords that I'm searching. That's not even half of it. Um, So there's just so much going into this space. There's so much that's happening that's getting better and better and better with what we can do for folks. And so it's just, it's, it's really hopeful for me because like my hope is that everything I said on this podcast will be outdated in the next like five to 10 years. They'll look at me like I was some barbarian because I put people on a bike (laughs) and waited until they had symptoms. Um, Like we're getting to the point with some research that we might be able to tell you your threshold before you even feel your threshold which is really, really cool. So, so I'm just hopeful that I'm hopeful that I will be, what I'm doing right now will be outdated in five to 10 years because we're going to get that good at helping folks. Isn't that hopeful hearing doctors and practitioners talk about how much hope there is for improving our brain injuries? I mean, that's such a far cry from what I heard from my first doctor was, oh, just rest. There's nothing we can do really. 
And it's so frustrating that we are still hearing that, but it's also encouraging that there are doctors out there that can help us. So our next clip comes from Dr. Jeremy Schmo, episode number 64, which was called How to Improve Symptoms on Hard Days. He's been on the podcast a couple times. I selected this clip because he's talking about how many doctors and practitioners there are out there that really can help you, but it's all about finding the right fit. There's so many different providers out there now that have had such good concussion training, like even compared to five years ago, you know, it's not just functional neurologists. I mean, there's amazing PTs, there's amazing OTs, um, all of these different fields now are, you know, I feel like just, it goes from these separate fields and now it's like turning into like one cohesive, like post-concussion, um, it's going to be a new field. It's going to be like a whole new, um, you know, field that's going to come out here. And over the next 10 years, things are just going to develop and be even more amazing. Everything's going in the right direction. You know, there's different providers out there that you can definitely find. And there's, you know, so many resources online as well. So you just have to find those resources. I mean, a lot of people come in, like, I just don't, they don't have the education. That's why it's important to do the types of things that you're doing. The general trend that we're hearing is that everything is moving in the right direction. There is hope and there's so much that you can do to help your recovery to move forward. So our final quote for today comes from episode 59 with Dr. Kelsey Rail. And that episode was called Patient Empowerment and Guide for Navigating Healthcare. If you are unsure where to go, what to do, you're getting overwhelmed by too many therapies and too much going on at once, that episode is designed to help you to narrow it down and figure out your path for recovery. And so if you haven't heard the episode with Dr. Kelsey Rail, Definitely go back and give it a listen as we are going to close with her words of hope today. I found a quote for today and I actually found it a while ago. And I think it really speaks to um, the idea of empowerment and getting what you need from your interactions in the healthcare system. It's a quote from Madeline Albright. It says, it took a long time to develop a voice. And now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. So once you know what you need, ask for it. <laughs> you don't have to sit and wait for things to hopefully go in a way that will be useful to you. Use your voice, be empowered, know that you're going to get the most out of it when you're putting the most into it um, and helping kind of direct even your providers to what you need most specifically. You are not alone. There is always hope so I hope this episode has been encouraging for you and I look forward to seeing you when we come back with season three later this year. Thanks so much for being part of Hope Survives podcast. And as a reminder, we have monthly Zoom support group meetings. Would love to see you there. You can find that information at hopeafterheadinjury.com. I also have a monthly brain injury Bible study meeting if you're interested in growing in faith together. So there's always hope. Stay connected, be encouraged, and I'll see you soon.